welcome to 367 Human Resources Management. I'd like to get started by introducing myself. I am your host, Melanie Yule, and I am a student at Nevada State College studying business. I was born and raised here in Las Vegas and love everything about it. Today we are going to be focusing on strategic planning. If you are an HR manager or a line manager, you may gain some information that could be helpful for you. I'm excited to get started here today with my guest, Stephanie Lehman, manager of a local bar here in town. Thanks for being on air with me today, Stephanie. I'm excited that you're here. So strategic planning is something that I know you have dealt with with being a manager of many employees. I'm sure it has played a big role in your business and the success of it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in management? Well, thank you, Melanie, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Stephanie Lehman, and I am a bartender and a manager of um, two gaming facilities here in town. Um, I started out when I was, I've lived here my whole life, and I started out when I was um, younger managing and working for an ice cream shop. So you were born and raised here also then? Yes. There uh-huh. isn't too many of us here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So I started there, and I when I turned 21, I uh, moved next to an Italian restaurant called Eastside Mario's, and I applied and got a job there waitressing, and um, it wasn't long until they moved me up to a bartender, with and I had zero experience bartending at the time. Uh-huh. But I was a hard worker, and I worked any day, any shift, and that's what they really liked about me the most, I feel like. But um, Your manager was probably keeping an eye on you, because, <laughs> you know, us line managers and HR managers, we, we see what's going on uh, with our employees and those we deal with. Yeah, so I was a hard worker, and I worked my way up to bartender, and then I became head bartender there. And then the business ended up closing down, and one of my friends ended up hiring me at a bar called The Brewery on Sunset, and I worked there for four years, and then the owner sold, and when he um, opened up a new bar, he asked me to come over, and he offered me any shift if I would help him open the bar and help train everyone. Put everything together. So did you start to do managing at that point or were you still just staying as a bartender? No, at that point I had just had my daughter and I was married and I was only working a couple days a week. So I went over there and I started working three nights a week swing shift. I helped um, I helped the manager, Carlo at the time, hire everyone and get everything ready to go and all set up. And um, so I just worked, I had young kids at the time, so I just worked three swings a week. And um, that's kind of nice. I did that for years. The money was great, which uh-huh. is what kept me there. I always thought I would go back to school at some point, yeah. but with busy kids, being young and everything, it just didn't really happen that way. When you're already making the money that you could be making with going to school, there's exactly. no point in that. <laughs> and then decided to expand and start opening more locations and he had offered me a management position but I just felt like it was too much for me at the time Uh and I would have been 
overwhelmed and I had young kids yeah. and I was a single mom so I didn't take it but I always knew eventually that I would get into the management side I just had to wait until the time was right so when he ended up coming back and off offering me another position I finally ended up taking it and now that was a couple years ago and now I'm taking on another property and I'll probably continue um, managing and moving into more of the management side of things yes uh-huh okay so just to go over a few things so according to Lucy and Hendon um, strategic planning is looking at our business today and in the expected future so as far as um, HRMs, they're required to determine our organization which decides to meet the requirements of the expected future. It is important to plan and set goals for our business and what we plan on doing to be productive now and in the expected future. So as far as our businesses go, if we aren't looking ahead at what's going to be going on, um, for instance, like with this whole COVID situation, um, I'm sure that played a big role in what you guys planned on doing as a business to keep your business afloat then right oh yeah actually covid definitely put a wrench <laughs> in a lot of things so to, to say speak. the least yeah um well first of all we had to close down due to covid so so you got the emergency directives from the governor and pretty much all the businesses that weren't essential and i would assume that a bars are not essential but maybe i'm wrong yeah no, they, they weren't essential, and we were told by the governor that at midnight, you had to close the doors. So just all of a sudden, life as we know it just was Just kind of stopped, yeah. So we had to go in, we had to do inventory, we had to remove all of the money, empty all of our safes, oh. we had to... Because um, at this point, you probably didn't know when you when you were going to be going back at all. Oh, we had no clue as to when we were going back. We just had to wait, and um, we would get, you know, direction from the governor. But the, at that point, I don't think the governor even knew. Yeah. No, even the anybody I mean, knew what the was president going on. Didn't even know where we were at. So we were just waiting on um, direction from them, but we were told that we had to close down. And I'm not sure exactly so how long it was, but it was about two and a half months so, that we were closed down. So you made a plan of action to close down because there were certain things you had to look out for, the money and the saves, and um, I would assume there's like food that needs to be taken care of if you had any sort of a restaurant that was going on oh, or yeah. anything like that. So everything wasn't just going haywire. Did you as line managers take care of those situations and and give directions or did it come from like the HR department or well, a little bit of both? We got direction from HR and then we had to follow through. We had to send emails and messages and phone calls to employees, to um, people that we had to counsel with. We had to cancel our orders oh, yeah. that we were receiving, planning on receiving. Yeah, because you wouldn't be needing those. We had to go and do inventory. Before we re reopened, we had to go back in and go through all of our product wow. and um, pull out anything that was expired. Um, we 
yeah, there was a lot going on. We had to... And uh, those are just the basic planning um, situations, but m much less like having to follow all, all the emergency directives from the governor with sanitation. Did you guys have a plan for sanitation? Like, how did that go? Oh, yeah. We, um, we had to... Well, the health department had to come out and give us um, the go-ahead to actually open... So you guys were closed for like two and a half months with nothing, nothing going on in the offices? Did, Completely closed. Did, yeah. um, we, um, our employees had to get on unemployment as well as myself, which was the first time ever in my life that I'd been on unemployment. And um, I think it was for a lot of people there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sure was. And um, we had to, all of the managers, we had... Or we didn't have to, but we did security on all of the bars. So um, I would drive past like four of the bars twice a day just to make sure that they were okay and nobody had tried to break in. Yeah. There wasn't anything wrong there. And, and everything um, was staying safe and everything. And so then when we decided to finally open back up, there was all kinds of questions, um, I'm sure, right? Guidelines from the CDC that we had to follow, from the health department, OSHA, City of Henderson, gaming. Um, we had to, um, first of all, we opened back up. Our capacity levels were lower. Yeah. And um, we had to make some social sort of, distance. Okay, I was just going to say, you had to make some sort of plan we as had, to how people were going to sit and how machines were going to be. Yes, we had to post signs at the entrances saying that you had to have a mask on. You had to stay six feet apart. We had a um, chemical called Galaxy 54 that we had to use to... Um, clean and spray down all of the machines and ash we couldn't even use we had to um use paper cups at first wow. we couldn't um we had to wash every ashtray in between we couldn't uh -huh. just we um had signs on all of our machines and tables saying that you couldn't sit down until it had been sanitized in between customers. There was a lot you guys went through, I'll tell you. There was a lot of extra work. And then not only that, but when our employees logged in every day, they had to do a temperature check and a well check and answer questions and sign um, before they could even log in. Wow. And if anyone, if any employee showed any signs of being sick or anything, then they were to be sent home immediately. And we did end up having a few customers, or a few, not only customers, but employees that uh -huh. did end up getting COVID. Oh, wow. And so we had to put them on quarantine leave. And then we had to get our other employees tested to make sure that they hadn't contracted it from them. Yeah. And, and people to cover those shifts and plan on who was going to cover those shifts. Oh yeah, and that was the hard <laughs> That was the hard part. And then a couple of our employees um, were having a hard time wearing the masks. Oh yeah. And so they chose not to come back in the beginning. Yeah, because, because some of the people's health concerns are more important. They had um, health concerns, but we required them to wear a mask. And so... Um, so in essence, they just couldn't too. work at that point because of the directives from the yeah, governor. Yeah, no, it was, it was out of our hands at that point. And so, um, 
as we were able to start opening back up, we just had, you know, our capacity level was at 15%. 15? Mm -hmm. Started at 15% and then it moved up and we're at 50% now. But with every stage, we've had to change our signage. Oh, we've had to yeah. go through all the planning that goes into each different directive that's given in each different capacity limits. Yes. Which I'm sure it's getting easier, maybe? Is it getting oh, easier? It's getting much easier. <laughs> and I think everybody's probably a little bit more used to all the protocols that have to go into place. Because I know, like, at first, people were probably complaining about wearing the mask or having to be required to put a mask on and being there. And then I'm not sure how that would exactly go when you're drinking. <laughs> stuff well, like that. that was the thing. It was like, okay, you have you to pull alcohol. your mask up when you're right after you take a drink. <laughs> and you can take it down when you're smoking. Uh -huh. But then you have to pull it back up. And in the beginning, it was like... Probably utter chaos. You felt like the mask police. Yeah, it yeah. was utter chaos because customers would get upset, but we're yeah. just doing our job, and yeah. we don't want to get closed down. Yeah. So... Well, and there were I, some bars, from what I heard. There were some bars that were not following the safety protocols, and that shut all of you guys back oh, down, yeah, right? Exactly. And after we had all been out of work for so many months, the last thing we wanted to do was get shut down. Yeah. But, I mean, there were times, like, we had to keep our door locked, too, because, I mean, normally we don't allow people to wear, like, on Halloween and stuff, we yeah. don't allow people to wear masks in a bar. Yeah. So it's, like, a safety issue also yeah. because I you have you. people coming in with masks on. And it's hard to identify, yeah, people. Exactly. Like so, um, yeah, there was a lot that went into it. And, you know, believe it or not, I feel like everyone's adapted pretty well. It's kind yeah. of like our new normal. Yeah. It's kind of been, it's just kind of a way of life now. Yeah. Which is sad, but so, true. Yeah, which is sad, but true. But at the same time, if you hadn't had put those things into place, I've seen, you know, I went to the mall and there was like half of the businesses were closed down. I think because they didn't have a plan of action, a strategic plan to see, you know, you have to react to these situations as they come and COVID hit everybody all at once. And there were people that didn't know what to do. So your company had a plan, made a plan, and moved forward with that plan in order to stay, you know, going and afloat and, you know, serving those patrons out there that wanted to go to the bar. Because everybody at this point, they probably wanted to escape life a little bit. <laughs> no, I agree. So we just, yeah, we just had to adapt and adjust. And we stayed open. And everyone's making money. And now I feel like... Um, the governor, I feel like we've gotten these um, stimulus checks and the economy is starting to slowly come back. I can see the difference just uh -huh. in the last couple months since the vaccines yeah. have been um, out Give there out. and available. So um, actually, I don't think we've had any customers or employees since the vaccines have been available. Uh -huh. I feel like... It's really slowed down as far as, like, people contracting the virus. Well, that's good. So, Well, thank you for like being with me here to today. Normal. And I'm so You're happy welcome. that you guys were Thanks able to make a plan to keep things open and keep things going and, and make your um, company succeed. You're welcome. Thanks for having it. me, Melanie. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.